0: Hello, this is Jana, and I'm here to introduce a brand new Astropup story called The Seven Mountains of Genius. But before I hand you over to Richard and Astropup, I'd just like to thank our super keen Astropup fan, Harwalk, who suggested that Bertie writes a story in which the parrot becomes addicted to video games. He's been listening to Story Nori since he was three years old and is now nine. Thanks for being so loyal. Bertie took up the idea, and here's the story.
1: Hello, this is Richard, and I'm here with a story about our favourite space travelling dog, Astro Pup. It's in two parts. Now I'm going to hand you over to Astro Pup himself. You earthbound kids and pups probably can't imagine being cooped up for months on end. Unless you've ever been on a space mission, you couldn't possibly know what it's like. How would you feel if you could not go out and see your friends? What if you were stuck inside under house arrest? At first, you'd think that not going to school was the best thing ever. And then slowly but surely, you'd start to go crazy. Now, as you know, I travelled through space in our tiny ship with two friends. Each of us passed the time in different ways. Marlow, the human, liked to play an air guitar to the clashing sounds of 1970s heavy metal playing through his earbuds. Letting out a sound something like, Lonely, 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 lonely. And I would join in. And my other friend, the parrot major, fold his wings over his ear holes and grimace in pain. Sometimes Marlow worked out in his space gym or did target practice with his laser gun. But most of all, he played video games on his console for hours, days, weeks on end. The parrot preferred more cerebral pastimes. I only know that word cerebral because he used to say to me,
2: you four legged animals live by your instincts. We feathered creatures are cerebral. When
1: I asked him what cerebral meant, he told me brainy. There's no doubt my friend, the parrot was a cerebral bird. As a rule, he was dead against all types of fun. But for light relief, he would memorise diagrams of the 1972 World Chess Championship between Bobby Fischer and Boris Sparsky. For many a long journey, I never saw the parrot once show the slightest interest in anything that was not 100% Cerebral. He used to tell Marlowe that he was missing a great opportunity to expand his mind, albeit from a small base.
2: You are wasting your life on those silly games,
1: he used to tell him.
2: You will never get back the lost hours. Think of what you might have accomplished while you were travelling through space. You had all the time in the universe to compose symphonies, or to write books, or to contemplate the infinite beauty of number patterns in nature. But what did you achieve? You shot three million virtual star troopers and reached level 187 in a pinball game. Tell that to your grandkids. That was the parrot's attitude. Games were a
1: waste of time, until one occasion when Marlowe called out. Hey, Mr. Parrot Major, sir, do you happen to know what is the smallest species of bird on earth?
2: As it happens, I do. The smallest bird on earth is the male bee hummingbird, so called because his body is about the size of a large bumblebee. The species is native only to the island of Cuba.
1: Thank you, Mr. Parrot, sir, said Marlow. That will do nicely.
2: Just out of interest, why do you want to know this fascinating fact?
1: Oh, it's just for a game called The Seven Mountains of Genius.
2: Hmm, that sounds more cerebral than the usual nonsense.
1: Hey, you should try playing it. I bet you'd get to be one of the top players real
2: quick. Since it's called the Seven Mountains of Genius, I rather expect I'd be the top player in no time.
1: Well, give it a go, urged Marlow. It's a hot game in this part of the cosmos right now. And there are prizes for the top players. You could even win a brand new worm phone you can use it to speak in real time to folks who are light years away. Now this was a wonderful prospect. Our communications were slow to say the least. Imagine sending a WhatsApp message to your friend on the other side of the cosmos like hi long time no see and having to wait an entire year for the reply to come back. Yes, we really should catch up. And then you text, how about next Tuesday? But by the time the message arrives, another year has gone by. Frustrating or what? That's what it's like sending radio messages long distance through the vacuum of space. But a worm phone sends messages via wormholes and they get there in no time. Why, I'd be able to have a video chat with my owner, Jenny! And the parrot could natter on Twitter, and Marlowe could play Minecraft online with his mates. Life in space would be so much better with a worm phone! Nobody understood this better than the parrot. I knew that he coveted a worm phone to chat to his mate who was a professor at the bird academy. He did his little trick where he stands on one leg and leans his head on his left claw. He does that when he's thinking more deeply than usual. After a few moments of contemplation, he jolted his head back, flapped his wings
2: and declared, "'I shall enter the contest!' that I shall claim my rightful title as mountainy Brain of the Universe. Hand over your game console,
1: Marlow. Hey, what am I going to do without my console? Protested Marlow.
2: It's high time you took a rest from games. You can do something useful, like researching space maps.
1: Aye, aye, sir said Marlow reluctantly. From that moment on, the parrot picked away at his phone, furiously answering thousands of multiple choice questions. I could see an eager fire light up in his eyes as he worked. I knew that he was totally determined to win a worm phone and the title of Mountaineer Brain of the Universe. After 16 hours or so, his head was pecking at the phone more slowly. Are you getting tired? asked Marlow. No, he replied.
2: The higher level questions require more thought and take a few seconds longer to answer.
1: Why don't you take a rest? I asked.
2: Can't stop,
1: replied the parrot.
2: There's a budgerigar from Planet Booty who is three mountains ahead of me. Of course, that's only because he started two Earth months before I did. But I can't let him finish all the questions first. I must catch him. I must win. Must win. Must.
1: He continued to peck,
2: peck, peck at the
1: screen. "'You'll die of exhaustion if you play games for hours on end,' warned Marlow. "'Take a screen break. Have a peanut. Sip some water from your bottle.'"
2: "'Can't see! My eyes are going blurred!'
1: squawked the parrot. And that was when he fell from his perch. (laughs) I woofed out in alarm and Marlowe pushed himself off the wall of the spaceship through the weightless cavity of our cabin to where the parrot was floating motionless on his back. He's not he, He's not dead, is he? I ventured. Marlowe tested the parrot's little chest to see if he was breathing. I'm afraid, he said mournfully, that the parrot is no more. He has ceased to be and gone to meet his maker. He is one more statistic. A victim of chronic game addiction syndrome. I howled. It can't be. He was a big-headed little bird and pretty annoying most of the time and most awfully bossy. but. He was the cleverest creature I ever knew. And once you got to know him, you couldn't help loving him. Yes, said Marlowe, wiping a tear from his eye. I will miss that little brain box till the day I die. Suddenly, the parrot sat bolt upright and squawked.
2: I'm not dead, you idiot. I'm only resting. Thanks for the touching tributes. Now, back to winning that game. And immediately,
1: he was back to pecking at the games console, his head nodding back and forth, answering questions at the speed of light, or thereabouts. The cunning thing about those games, said Marlowe, is that they capture your brain with positive and negative feedback. When you get an answer right, The game gives you the reward of five virtual fruits. And when you get an answer wrong, it squishes 10 fruits and makes a raspberry sound. Rewards and punishment are highly addictive.
2: You blithering idiot,
1: exclaimed the bird.
2: Now look what you made me do, you interfering fool. You broke my iron concentration. That's my first wrong answer, thanks to you, Marlow. Stay in your place and don't interrupt a genius at play."
1: And I should add, said Marlowe quietly to me, it's been proven that playing games for too long can make you angry and irritable. You don't say, I replied. I would never have guessed that. Some time later, the console emitted loud trumpet music.
2: Hurrah! I've won! I'm the mountaineering genius of the universe!
1: I was about to join in the celebration by yapping at the top of my voice. But the celebration was cut off by a voice from the console that declared You have climbed the first mountain, only six more to go before you can claim your prize. What? 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 exclaimed the parrot.
2: Six more mountains to climb? This game's a total con, that's what it is.
1: That's why it's called the Seven Mountains of Genius, said Marlow. To claim the top prize, you have to excel at seven different superpowers. You have passed the general knowledge test. Next up is shooting. Is shooting one of your genius talents? The parrot had to concede that his claws were not much use with a laser gun. Marlowe, however, was a keen marksman. While the parrot nodded off with his head on one side, Marlowe put on his virtual reality goggles and leapt around the spaceship shooting at 3D villains like evil cats, foxes, postmen and cyclists in bright yellow vests. Well, I could not see what he was shooting at, but whatever they were, they were really bad. It took him about 24 hours to destroy all the baddies on the mountain. Eventually, he slid into his sleep pod, saying, Hold on. Now I need to take a long, long rest. Oh, can I play the next mountain? I yapped excitedly.
2: You can, if you want to take up
1: mathematics, said the parrot. Oh no thanks, I'll pass on that one. I said disappointed. All that adding and taking away has never been my thing. I know that when it comes to food, I want more. And when it comes to baths, I want less. But that's about as far as it goes with mathematics for me. So I left it to the parrot to spend a couple of Earth days Picking away at maths problems. Next up was the mountain of music. Arr,
2: arr, 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 arr.
1: I sang. That's more like my thing. I have a fine voice. No way, Astro Pop! Called out Marlow from his sleep pod. When you sing, moons explode, and suns. Implode. Hey, I said, at least I don't screech like that lead balloon band you listen to. The musical mountain has my name written on it, boasted Marlow. The parrot gave him one of his steely stares.
2: Playing air guitar does not count as musical ability,
1: he told him. Hey, I can play the drums too, insisted Marlowe, miming a solo with two imaginary drumsticks.
2: But can you analyse the counterpoint of a bark fugue,
1: asked the parrot. I might if
2: I knew how,
1: said Marlowe.
2: But the whole point is that you haven't a clue how,
1: said the parrot. And there and then, the Commander Parrot appointed himself to climb the mountain of musical genius. He finished composing a string quartet in the style of Franz Schubert. Next up, said the Parrot,
2: is the mountain of physical fitness genius. I have never claimed to be a genius in the gym. What about one of you two muscle brains? I would have happily
1: done running on the spot while chasing a virtual squirrel. But there were all sorts of levers that needed pulling and pieces of elastic that needed stretching and weird yoga poses that needed doing. Marlowe took up the challenge of the fitness mountain instead of me. Will there ever... Be just one mountain of genius
2: for me to climb? I asked. Seems doubtful,
1: the parrot told me shaking his little head. The sixth challenge was the mountain of coding genius. There was no argument about who should climb that one. Sometimes I think that the parrot's brain is a computer. When he had finished his coding challenge, which was to design a safety system for a nuclear reactor, he flopped his head onto his keyboard and sighed.
2: Just one more mountain left to climb. What is it? What is it?
1: I asked eagerly. I'm the only one who hasn't had a go yet. Why can't I have a go?
2: Because, said the parrot, well... I'm too tired to answer that question. Marlowe will have to climb that mountain. I'm all out.
1: Bah! exclaimed Marlowe. This one isn't for me. It's all about food. Food? I oh, yapped. Yeah. I love food. I dream about it all the time. Oh, please, Marlowe, let me at the food mountain, let me, let me. I know I'll do well. I'm sure I could eat an entire mountain of food, no trouble. Sadly, I don't think it's about eating food, said Marlowe. It's about cooking. You need to be a master chef to climb the final mountain. All I can do is open a can of beans. But it's always been my dream to be a master chef. I said. I have so many recipes in my head. Let me loose on the food mountain. I know I can do it. Please let me, Marlow. This is my mountain. Marlow was smiling. I am not sure he was convinced by my pleas. I'll have to ask the parrot, he said. But all the parrot would say in reply was, Oh, go on, Marlo, let me! Well, okay. I can't say I know anything about cooking, and the parrot is fast asleep, and time is running out, and it's not as if we have a queue of volunteers. So, here, Astro Pup, try on these VR goggles. Well, thanks for that, Astro Pup. I look forward to part two very
2: much.
0: Thank you Richard and AstroPup and a special thank you to Harwalk who suggested a story about getting hooked on video games. AstroPup will be returning soon for the second and final part of this story. And I've got news for our Patreon supporters and anyone who would like to join us on Patreon. Bertie is posting links to the stories as he writes them. You can join in with comments and help shape the stories and give us ideas for the next story. So do join us on Patreon and become part of the Story Nori family. For now, from me, Jana, at storynori.com. Bye!